There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. It's Amy Castles. Trey Castles is not here, so I'm your one and only host today. You're welcome. I have a really great subject for you today, and I'm talking about protein. So we're at a time of year where things are starting to get busy, really, really busy. It's like almost like a downhill spiral, and I feel like, actually... This year, I cannot believe it. I am almost done with Christmas shopping and Christmas wrapping. And that is a first for me because usually I wait until like Christmas Eve to wrap the presents and then I'm stressed because here's the thing. Your body does not know the difference of whether the stress is actually real or perceived. And we've talked about that before. So if you're thinking about something in your mind, over and over and over, your mind has actually, your body actually feels that you've done the thing that you're stressing about multiple times in a day. So for example, wrapping presents. I actually love wrapping presents. I mean, once I'm actually doing it. However, the thought of wrapping all the presents is stressful. So you, in my, in my old Amy, AKA last year, um, I would stress about wrapping all the presents 
and I would stress about it every day, all day, multiple times a day. So my body actually thought that I was wrapping presents all day long, every day, and didn't know the difference. So then I would have the migraines as a result of this stress that I was causing myself. So this year I decided I'm going to be, I'm going to do things different. My word for 2023 was to be intentional in everything that I do. So I can honestly say that this year has been the year of intention and I've been much more intentional with my time. So I map out what I'm going to do the next day most nights. I'm not going to say every night, but most nights I will get on my iPad and I use my app called Good Notes. And I downloaded a, uh, a digital planner that has digital notebooks and I use my Apple pen. I basically write out my day and I have the intention of doing this at this time, this at this time, this at this time, but it not doesn't always work out that way, but that's okay. At least I was intentional and most of it will happen. And that's more of a win than not having a plan at all. So intentionality was my word for 2023. And my intention for the month of December was to have all of Christmas done. And that way I could hit up my bucket list. So I did something um, on my computer or on my iPad because I, I write everything on my iPad now. And I made a Christmas bucket list. And the Christmas bucket list is everything that I want to do during this month of December. And I had the kids get involved in it as well. So I'll just give you a few ideas. Number one, we wanted to put out decorations. Okay. Got to mark that off the list. Everybody loves to mark things off the list. Uh, make cookies, go ice skating, watch at least three Hallmark movies. I know the cheesy Hallmark movies. Um, go to a Christmas party at the church. That's really a youth group thing for the kids. Have a night where we do hot cocoa. Go horseback riding. Watch a Christmas parade. And maybe go to Santa's Wonderland. So the kids have put a few of those things in there as well. And now I feel like, okay, my holiday shopping is done. And now we can hit up this Christmas list. Okay. So let's go back to one of the reasons why I wanted to be more intentional. And I'm just giving you a little update. I have to have another surgery next week for my sinuses. Um, as many of you know, I had Dr. Kevin Smith come on here to talk about uh, surgery for migraines and how it all is stemming from the sinuses. Well, I actually, I did the surgery last year in February and I've talked about it multiple times. My migraines have been so much better. I mean, so much better, but I'm still getting some. And I kind of lost a little hope, but I decided just to go in and just have him do another scan. So they did a CAT scan and my sinuses, for the most part, look great. But there is one place where no air is getting through. And it's just because of the way that... I had some scarring happen. He, everybody scars a little different. So it's causing a blockage. And basically, anytime that I get stressed or um, like Thanksgiving, I slept on a bed that caused my neck to like get all jacked up. And that inflammation just rose up into my sinuses, which then if those get 
really congested then, and not even congested, just swell. Um, If they swell, then it triggers a nerve that triggers a migraine in the brain. So I'm going to have to go under surgery next week. And we're hoping and praying that it is an easy surgery because it was a little challenging last time to say the least. And hopefully um, this one will have a much faster healing process. It's a much shorter procedure. So that will be next week. And that is why I wanted to make sure that I got everything done. Okay, so I wanted to give you that little update. And then um, the next update is that I have a sourdough starter. I know that has absolutely nothing to do with protein or sinus surgery or Christmas, but it kind of does because a sourdough starter, if you do not know what a sourdough starter is, basically it's a culture. And Oh, I got to tell you why it's important. It's because I'm making all this Christmas stuff like um, bread, sourdough bread, and I want to make cinnamon rolls. And I'm like, I, I've been waking up early. So I make like this morning, I did a, a Dutch pancake with the sourdough starter. So basically, here's what a sourdough starter is it's the culture that you use to make sourdough bread. It is a, a, it is a, cluster or a a colony of really, really healthy bacteria that love to eat gluten and that loves to eat some of the other proteins in wheat flour. So if you can get a sourdough starter from someone who has been growing the sourdough for years and years, you're going to have a very healthy, um, bacteria-rich sourdough starter. And then you start feeding it and you feed it with a mixture of water and flour and that's it. And then when you feed it, it grows really big. And now you can take a little bit of that sourdough starter and then mix it for, and there's different recipes and make bread from it. You can make crust, tortillas, which I've done all of that this week. Um, Cinnamon rolls, like you can make anything. But the cool thing is, is that when you're using sourdough or when you're eating sourdough bread, it contains significantly less gluten so that people who are sensitive to wheat and gluten, they can actually have some of the sourdough bread. Um, plus, sourdough bread just actually tastes good. Like I don't know anybody who doesn't love a good toasted homemade sourdough bread. So I've been doing that. And um, my sourdough starter, uh, her name is Brenda. I named her Brenda because I pulled Brenda out of the fridge when I'm ready to feed her. I'll feed her bread, I'll feed her water and flour, and then she grows and then she eats too much and then I put her back in the fridge so she can go to sleep. <laughs> and that's basically it. You can also make your own sourdough starter, but that is a whole process and I don't even know how to tell you. You got to look that up. You got to GTS Google that stuff. <laughs> okay. I changed up the word. Um, so I've been doing the sourdough and uh, so far the family has loved everything that I've cooked for the most part, <laughs> for the most part. All right. So that's it. All right. We're going to move on to protein. As we get busy during this um, holiday season, it's important to prioritize your protein. And that is, uh, there's multiple reasons for that, which I'm going to go through it. Um but also not even just protein for getting you through the days, but also because you want to have your protein in there to crowd out a lot of the, the, it's, it's your primary, it's your prime, it should be your primary, um, item that you're putting on your plate. It is the number one priority. 
And if you fill up more on protein, then there's less room for sugar. Okay, so if you went somewhere and went to a party and they had a vegetable platter and you just ate the vegetables and you were still hungry, then you're going to have more of an opportunity or more of a hunger for some of the carby, sugary items. But if you made sure that you had your protein as your foundation and then had some of those vegetables, the amount of sugar that you'd have would probably be less. There's a lot of sugar going around right now. A lot. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to talk about protein is because um, many are going to start the year off and want to lose weight. I mean, that is everybody's cliche of, oh, this is the year. <laughs> I just drooled. Um, <laughs> you can keep that on. You can keep that on, John. Um, I literally just drooled as in my own lap. Um, it's, it is a cliche. Like everybody says, oh, this is the year I'm going to get healthy. Is it? Is it really? Well, maybe you change your verbiage instead of saying, this is the year that I'm going to lose weight. How about this is the year that I'm going to prioritize protein and I'm going to start nourishing my body. If you do the things that you should do to lose weight anyway, then lose weight will be the byproduct. So focus on what to do versus the losing weight part. Let that be the byproduct. All right, so here we go. Protein. This is a Greek, it's from the Greek word protos, which means first, primary, or most important. So what is protein? All right, we're going to break this down in the smallest form. The smallest form would be amino acids. So think of amino acids as like a bunch of little beads and think of a, a, a container that you have that is just full of different colored beads and each different color bead is a different amino acid. If you grab two or more of those beads, then that would be considered a peptide. And then if you put those peptides together in a certain form and make a necklace, that is a protein. So your body is constantly taking amino acids that it collects from foods because all foods contain some amino acids. Fruit has amino acids, vegetables has amino acids, carbs have amino acids, and of course, so does the um, animal protein. Now, animal protein is basically the full necklace. So when your, your body is constantly gathering up those amino acids, putting them into peptides, and then making necklaces or complete proteins. And then your body is also taking in the necklaces, the protein, the animal protein, and breaking it down back into amino acids. And then it's storing those. And it's this constant protein creation, protein breakdown, protein creation, protein breakdown. And that is what your body is constantly doing. This is called protein turnover. All right. So amino acids. We can make some amino acids, but we need to get most of it from our food. That's why it's important to get a variety of proteins and vibrant vegetables and fruits and other plant-based foods or plant foods because you want to collect a bunch of different amino acids. You know, we've done episodes. Uh, I did one episode this past year called Eat the Rainbow, and that is because different colored vegetables contain different amino acids. So why do we need amino acids? The proteins that we eat digest and they deposit into our amino acid pool. These can be used to produce important molecules. You need these molecule, molecules are enzymes, hormones, um, 
transport proteins, antibodies and immune system components, structural proteins, neurotransmitters. You need all of these things for your body to process. Enzymes are going to help break down your food. Enzymes are going to deliver messages. Hormones, I mean, do I need to say more? We've talked a lot about hormones. Hormones are like everything. Transport proteins, you need you need those little guys to transport the proteins to different cells. It's like you have this whole system inside your body. I always think of a city that's that's functioning. You got somebody that or you got the the trains going, you got the buses going, you got people picking up the trash, you got people watering the streets, people restructuring buildings and repairing the streets and people are moving all around and people are repainting buildings. It's like this constant system going on. Well, that's also going inside our bodies, but it's the cells that are doing it. And these little molecules. So the antibodies and immune system components, we need those. Obviously, we've learned a lot about that the past couple of years. We need tons of antibodies and we need tons of immune system components. The neurotransmitters, we need neurotransmitters to keep us thinking properly, functioning properly, uh, reacting to situations around us, and even just you know overall being happy and joyful every day. And of course, our structural proteins, you've got to have uh, these amino acids to help build your muscles and build your bones and your skin. Your skin is constantly turning over. Ladies, if you want really great looking skin, keep your protein levels high. As we get older, we need more and more protein because our body just kind of slows down. It does it really great on its own when you're little. But as you get older, you got to make sure that you get these these very important nutrients. Okay. So needless to say, we need and we want to be well fed with these precious little guys for storage. We want to keep them stored all over our body. All right. So here's some of the important, amazing things that protein does. So protein increases the hormone that says I'm full, the satiety hormone. And I believe that's called leptin. So leptin is the hormone that's produced that says, um, I'm full. And if you have a good amount of leptin in your body, that's a fantastic thing. Well, protein does that. It also decreases your hunger hormone, which is ghrelin. And that hormone, ghrelin, if if you have a lot of it in your body, then your body is saying, I'm hungry. I'm really, really hungry. Like, feed me, feed me. Do you know it also increases uh, ghrelin when you're tired? When you're tired, your body is going, your brain is going to say, I need more food. It's because it wants energy. Food is energy. So when you're well rested, you keep your ghrelin levels low versus high. And when you keep your protein levels well and well nourished in your body, you also decrease that hunger hormone ghrelin. All right, number two, the thermic effect of food. So the heat that food produces, which is energy, which is calories. So the amount of energy that it takes for your body to digest, absorb, and metabolize food you eat is energy. That's calories. So protein actually takes 20 to 30% energy to digest. Carbohydrates, really, it's only about 5 to 10%. And fat is 0 to 3%. 
So it takes a lot for your body to break down this protein. Well, if you do that, then you're going to increase your metabolism. You're burning calories by eating more protein. You're burning calories. So think of it that way. You're burning calories by, take, by eating protein. Are you burning calories by digesting fats? Not as much. Okay. All right. So number three, high protein equals less calories consumed. There's been multiple, multiple studies that show that protein at just 30% of your calories cause people to automatically drop their calorie intake by 441 calories per day. So think about that. You increase your protein just focusing on that. Okay, I'm going to have protein for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and every snack. I'm just going to make sure that I have protein in it. That means that without doing anything else, you're going to naturally, as a byproduct, take in less calories in a day. All right, you're going to cut cravings by 60%. Reduced cravings throughout the day. And then also reduced desire to snack at night. When we have a dinner that we, okay, we, we, I like to make soup. So a lot of times the soup doesn't have the same amount of protein serving in it in my bowl as it would if I were to put my protein on the side. So sometimes what I'll do is I will make my soup, um, make the soup for the family and I can only eat so much. See, Trey, he can go eat two big old bowls of soup and he's then he's full. And he can have like if I make cornbread or something on the side, he can also eat that. I can only eat one bowl of soup. But the problem is I'm hungry later. So what I'll do or what I've learned to do is eat the soup, but then have some extra protein on the side. So when I'm cooking soup, if I'm making a bunch of chicken, I will make a little too much and then I'll just keep some to the side and then I'll put the rest in the soup as normal. So that is uh, kind of a little trick there. And then that helps me to not get hungry at night. So if you're eating a good amount of protein, you won't feel that desire to snack at night because your body's satisfied. All right. Number five, cuts belly fat. If you did nothing else but just added in more protein, you are going to reduce belly fat. That is a fact. You're going to save the muscles. This is number six. When you go into starvation mode, you're going to bring on weight loss. Yes. This is lower calories. You're going to have lower calories burned, but you're also going to have muscle lost. So that is starvation mode. You're going to have lower calories burned, but you're also going to have muscle loss. Your body wants to preserve, preserve some of the fat. So it's going to not, it, your, your body is picky. Um, it is, you're going to start going into the starvation mode, taking in less calories, but your body is going to say, okay, I don't want to take away all the fat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to burn off some of this muscle. If you cannot, uh, as you get older, we cannot afford to lose any muscle. It's really hard to build muscle as you get older. It comes on a lot easier in your 20s and your 30s. But once you hit 40, things shift a little bit and it's harder to maintain that muscle. So by taking in a good amount of protein, you're going to help prevent that, um, that burning 
of the muscle, but it's important to keep your weight training. Okay, so I might I might step on some toes here, and I'm not trying to. This is not my intent for anyone to feel convicted or shamed. So there's a lot of people that are using the weight loss shots, and I'm not saying that they're bad, and I'm not saying that they're good. What I am saying, though, is that you can lose muscle, and here's why. If you lose, uh, it's because people are not taking in as much calories. That's why you're losing weight, but you're also losing muscle because you're not taking in as much calories and your body's going into the starvation mode. So for many people, if they take this weight loss shot, and there's, there's many of them that are used for, they started out being used for diabetic patients, but they found that it was causing significant weight loss. So now people are using it um, just for regular weight loss. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm also saying that it, I'm not, I'm not saying it's good either. There are many people that benefit tremendously from this and it saves their life because they are lowering their A1C. They're losing some of that fat that they've been storing up for years and it was life-threatening and that's good for them. But there are many people who are also in a position where, yeah, they could do the weight loss uh, shot and get some results, but they could also lose a lot of muscle too. So you have to be careful where you are in that. Someone who's really heavy has a lot of muscle. Someone who is 200 pounds overweight, they have a lot of muscle. They can afford to lose some of their muscle. So they have to also be careful that they don't push past that zone, right? But and, and the reason why they're so muscular is they are carrying around 200 extra pounds. They have to go upstairs. They have to lift. They still have to get in and out of the shower, in and out of bed. They are very muscular. If you were to look at them in a cadaver lab and they were to, you know, cut off all the fat and the skin, they, they look like bodybuilders under there. Okay, so someone who doesn't have a whole lot of body fat to lose, like maybe maybe 25 pounds or so, just for example, then they go into the starvation mode, then they can easily lose some of their muscle. So if you are taking some of those weight loss shots, it's important to prioritize your protein so that you can keep your muscle and just lose the body fat, but also add in weight training. That way you keep your muscle and then only burn the fat and then watch your body fat percentage. Please watch your body fat percentage Watch the scale. Do the calculation. You can take, well, I'm sorry. We're going to go into a way deep rabbit hole. <laughs> Watch your body fat percent and then go online and find a body percent uh, calculator and see how much muscle mass you have or lean body mass and watch that number and make sure that your lean body mass does not decrease only the body fat. Okay, let's move on. All right, so number seven. Okay, trying to get to my next slide and I am there we go oh we don't have another seven okay <laughs> we have how much protein to eat all right so how much protein to eat okay at bare minimum everyone needs 46 to 56 grams like you're laying in a bed immobile you need at least that to 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 survive 
weight loss is usually 30% of your calories. If you want to get a good average number, 30% of your overall calories should be from protein. You can also calculate this as 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of your lean body mass. So if you have one of those scales at home that check your body percent fat, you can take the total number. So let's, let's just, I'll just do this right here. I'm going to get out my calculator on my phone. Let's say that you are 170 pounds. Uh, and the scale says that you're 26% body fat. So 170 pounds times 26% equals 44.2. That means that out of 170 pounds, 44.2 pounds is your fat. So how do you calculate your lean body mass? You would, re you would subtract 44.2 from the 170, and that's 125. So that means 125 pounds of lean body mass. That is the number that you want to make sure does not decrease. Watch that number, and you can even have it increase and be happy with that. Okay, so 125.8. So if I did the calculations that I was telling you about with the 30%, so I'm going to say... So 125, um, sorry, excuse me. If I were to do the calculation where I said 0.7 to 1 gram per pound of lean body mass, I would take that 125 times, let's just say 1 gram times 1 equals 125. So 125 grams of fat per day. That's all you have to calculate. Excuse me, not fat. Oh my gosh. 125 grams of protein per day. So you're going to take that protein, 125, and let's say that you want to eat four meals a day. 125 divided by four equals 31. So that means that at each meal, you want to get 31 grams of protein. If you're eating four meals a day, some people only eat three meals a day. So let's say 125 divided by 3. That would be 41. So here's the thing. A lot of people do intermittent fasting. That's great. Intermittent fasting is great. Some people intermittent fast and then they get one meal. Okay. That means that in one meal, you have to eat 125 grams of protein. So you have to make sure that's my only thing, caveat, with intermittent fasting is that you have to make sure that you're getting all of the calories that you need. So that's just something to think about. And we hadn't even talked about uh, carbohydrates and fat. All right. I hope that helps. So this is kind of like putting the pieces of a puzzle together. So in the scenario where I said, let's pretend that you had four meals in a day and each meal had 31 grams of protein, you would get a piece of paper and you would just write one, two, three, four, write that on your page. And number one would be your first meal. So how are you going to get 31 grams of protein in that first meal? Maybe that's going to be um, eggs and egg whites. 
That's how I do it. I do eggs and egg whites because I can't eat that many eggs, but I can eat one egg plus a bunch of egg whites. So that may be your first meal. And then your second meal, maybe that's uh, grilled chicken. So I would write grilled chicken in the second spot. And you would have to calculate how much is 31 grams of protein. What does that look like? What does it weigh? What, what does it look like in a measuring cup? You do it a few times and you got it. You just eyeball it from that point on. And then maybe your third meal is something like maybe a protein shake. And maybe you, what, 31 grams. So you would calculate whatever that is. Or maybe it's ground turkey. Maybe you don't like protein shakes. That's fine. Just do something like ground turkey or something. And then maybe your dinner is a steak. So whatever 31 grams of protein is at your steak, or maybe your dinner is what you like to have a big steak. So maybe your egg meal in the beginning was only like 20 grams. And so you added some on and then you got a bigger portion of steak. So your foundation is your protein. And then you would add in your carbohydrates. So you would do the same thing with your carbohydrate. And, and you don't have to go low on your carbohydrates. You can go um, just based on your activity level. So you would have to figure all that out. And then same thing with fat. You, you put this together like the pieces of a puzzle, and it is that simple. All right, so planning out your meals. Once you d- are done doing this and you've marked out a piece of paper and you've made your own meal plan, which is awesome, then you can make a plan to go shop for the items and eat that same meal plan for about five days. So I like to say five days because if you cook to eat for seven days and you cook chicken to last for seven days, it's kind of gross. So um, I like to do five days max. Um, I don't really like to eat five-day-old steak. It's kind of gross. So some some meals, you know, you may want to cook on the spot, but some meals you just go ahead and prep it early. You're going to plan out your meals and then you – plan a day to make them. My favorite day to cook food is on Sunday. We put on a movie and kids are on the couch. Trey's usually at the table doing something and I'm in the kitchen cooking food for the week. So by planning it out this way and then prepping it and cooking it, you have food that's already made. You don't ever have to worry. I run out the door so fast constantly and I literally just reach in the fridge and I grab the container of ground turkey, grab a little bit of rice, grab some of the vegetables I have made. And by the way, I have about a cup of vegetables at every meal. Then I'm, I always am well fed. By the way, I'm hungry. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so um, that's all I have for protein. And I do have a lot of supplements that I recommend that I I take from Young Living. Um, And I can just run through those very, very quickly. Um, Ningxia Red, I've done commercials on Ningxia Red, and I absolutely love it. I've drank it for since 2015, so I guess about, what, eight years now, Um, almost nine years. And it's, it's basically a strong antioxidant that has a ton of amino acids. One of the big ones is L-arginine, which helps reduce blood sugar and stimulates the growth hormone. It pr- improves circulation and helps to combat diabetes and boost immunity. So I love Ningxia Red for that. 
I take something called AminoWise, which is a branched-chain amino acid, and I do that before workouts or after or in between. You know, sometimes, like, I don't want just water. Like, I want something fun, you know? And so I just mix some of the, my AminoWise, the branched-chain amino acids. It helps preserve all the glycogen stores in your muscles so you get strong and you get um, a lot more endurance in your workouts. Uh, Young Living has a lot of protein powders that I absolutely love. They have something called Pure Protein Complete. One of them smells like brownies. The other one smells like sugar cookies. And it's made with whey and goat, uh, goat milk protein and egg and pea and hemp. So 25 grams of protein. It's very usable. I don't use that one too often because my stomach doesn't do well with too much whey. But some people, most people love whey protein and it, it works great for them. I, I drink something called Power Meal. If I have one of those nights where I didn't eat enough protein, I get hungry at night and I will just go downstairs and eat some, uh, have a power meal. And basically it's 20 grams of protein that comes from pea, flax, uh, pumpkin, sunflower protein, and it has digestive enzymes and superfoods. I just mix it in some water and it is straight up, you know, just protein and goodness. And, um, that just gets right to my muscles and it helps you sleep. So, um, I, for some reason, you know, going and eating chicken, like before you go to bed just sounds kind of disgusting or turkey. <laughs> it just sounds nasty. <laughs> so the power meals are really good for me. Um, anyway, if you have any questions, you can always contact me on Instagram at a castles, and I would be happy to help answer questions or, um, give you some thoughts on different things that you could get. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope it made sense. I know I got into some math numbers and if you're out on a walk or something like that, listening to this podcast, you might've got a little confused, but go home and listen to it again and get out a piece of paper and do the math with me on paper and it may, may, may make more sense. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. 
But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.